I'll, uh, I think we start with the recap of the game. And um, definitely the, the ball was alive in New York. And I thought that was uh, something I was proud of for the guys, just competing for it to go. Um, but certainly late last night before I went to sleep, my, the thoughts that keep me up were still, how do we play faster? You know, How do we play cleaner? How do we play more aggressive? And yes, that's probably a sad state of affairs for my sleep patterns that you guys are thinking, what the hell is he thinking about that? But I really feel like we can get a lot better. And uh, creating takeaways for us is you know, the top of the pile for our job to get the ball back for the offense, but it's not the only one. And it's third downs, and it's short yardage, and it's red zone to go through it. So uh, we're not at our best yet. And so that's why I thought we're going to bust our asses to, to get there. But uh, I still feel like we got lots to work on, lots to get better at. And I think those are some specific things by player. Not every player will work on the same exact thing. But I think if we're going to get better, 1% here, 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 collectively, we'll get better. And uh, that's really what I want to just, like I said, bust our ass to get there. And everybody will have something that's their own. Uh, it doesn't have to be you know, four or five things, but it does have to be enough to you know, really make your emphasis for the week. And um, not, like, not everybody will be on the same exact things. I could be pass rush. I could be um, you know, no more run fits. It could be whatever it might be pertaining to that player. But I really think uh, you know, that's where my mindset is. How do we play faster? How can we play cleaner? And how can we play more aggressive? And, uh, but I am pleased with the ball um, and the effort the guys are going for it with. It's a, it's a fun group to coach. And I think you guys have been around the, uh, the team a lot. It's uh, you know, just a, guys that are battling for it. And I like that. It's, that's what the competition is all about. How much did losing Tristan and, and Osa on Saturday impact the game plan? Well, fortunately, you know, the other two, you know, have played, and, and that's the nice part about uh, the depth, you know, that we've created by playing so many guys. So um, for Hamilton and Bohana to play into that space um, going into it, we knew what the next procedures were. Mike's done a good job of, you know, making sure everybody in practice gets reps because I think we're truly living in a time, you know, where you just don't know. And I think this past week in our league has been probably the biggest example of that. We've seen on other teams that have been more significantly impacted than we were, although you know, losing two guys uh, into the game is not ideal. Um, I think now more than ever, you better, we've got these big rosters and the groups that are called upon to deliver, um, those are moments, and that's, that was an example of that this week. Since DeMarcus has been back these last three games, every one of them you guys have had you know, four takeaways. How much does he impact? Obviously, he did yesterday, but how he did. much did he, does he impact all of that? I think his, um, well, one, he impacted it a lot yesterday. The first one on the tip ball that Jordan had, and then the punch out um, was an impressive play against Barkley because here is a guy that does not give up the ball. I think you can see how strong his hands are on the one pass that he threw. I mean, he caught like the tip of the ball. You know, like those are just things you don't see very often. And uh, so for him to knock one out against a guy who's got very good ball security, I thought, you know, it kind of shows to his physicality to go. But uh, he's got a good mindset. And he's, even though he was out, he wasn't far away from the guys and talking and the attitude and the style. So an identity, it doesn't happen overnight, you know, in terms of how a team wants to play. But I would say that D-Law helps that identity a lot because of the, the violent nature that he plays with, the speed that he plays with. So uh, certainly been good to have him back, that's for sure. Micah seemed on that Jordan Lewis interception to attract a lot of attention from the offensive line. He also, on his rush, pressured the quarterback on Trayvon. Trayvon, yeah. On Trayvon's interception. Uh, between that and then that third down play on the pick and switch, what did you make of Micah's game on a day where statistically the box score didn't show up? Yeah, and I would say, um, quite honestly, early on in the game, there weren't a lot of throws. You guys probably saw that too, I think, on at the half, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been 
somewhere in the, not counting the two minute right before the half, maybe 12 run, two pass, something. So they were definitely, you know, trying to establish that part of the game to get going. But I thought probably the best one of the day was on the pick play in man to man. And it was definitely a legal play. It was within a yard. And so I thought just uh, the awareness to go and finish the play out. Um, I thought that was the play of the day of ones that don't show up on the stat sheet, but it shows up, um, you know, in our room for the guys that, that know that. The awareness, yes, because the person that he was guarding was doing the one that had the pick. So he had to be the one to go. And sometimes you may with two DBs, hey, let's play this in and out. There's some techniques that you can do when you do that. You don't often do it with a DB and a linebacker, but we did it on that play. And I think that kind of shows to his awareness. Well, it, was aware a, it was the best play that didn't get a lot of stats with it. I guess the awareness to take the guy, but also to turn his head the way he played the ball as well, I guess yep. is what's impressive. And I think what, what, uh, one of the things I admire about him is um, when some mistakes happen, he generally doesn't repeat that mistake. There could have been a game earlier in the year. It might have been on Fournette. Uh, on a running back early where he didn't go to finish it all the way out. And he's one of those players that remembers that moment and, you know, has a way to, you know, connect back to something. And I was, uh, that play to me was the one that stood out the most. So now that, that Lawrence was back and Gregory's back and, and Parsons are back, how much, or I, I guess, what does the, your system allow them to build a rapport within themselves and still be within the system when it comes to rushing and knowing tendencies? Sure. And, and how much, I guess, latitude or freedom do they have within the system to kind of play off each other? Um, that's a good question. I would say one, maybe, and I may have said this before earlier, one of the things that uh, you don't want to happen turns out to be the best thing to happen. So by Micah going to defensive end for some weeks at a time, it allowed that rapport to happen um, with the defensive line and pass rush games and things to go. Because it's not just as easy as, hey, just go down and play DN. There's pressures and pass rush done. So living in that room with them for weeks at a time has helped you know, when he has to go back and forth, the defensive end and linebacker. And I would suspect there's some calls that can be made. Sometimes a defensive line may see a stance that means pass. And well, he knows what those calls are now at linebacker as well. So I think there is some real carryover when it goes from one to the other. As far as the jobs go for all of them, we try to not have them do things that they haven't done before or, hey, this is just like something else. And so the more often that we do that, I think that's um, you may have a little different design of a pressure or something, but at the end of it, it's a job they've done before. It may be from a different alignment, but it's something that they've done before. And I think that's one of the keys to make it look complex, but really at the end of it, it you know can stay fairly simple. DeMarcus, as people he's only played four games this season, has probably taken more snaps on the interior than he did all of last year. What does he bring or give you in that specific technique? Sometimes it's matchups um, that you want to get you know, as much speed as you can or find a way to go. So um, as far as last year goes, I can't comment on that. But I can say you know, finding different spaces to play him. And you'd be surprised just putting different guys over a guard or over a tackle. It makes them set different and play a little bit different. And so it won't be an all the time thing. But you know, his best thing is when he's ripping outside. But we like the versatility of him going back and forth. And certain games, he may have a few more inside. And certain games, he may hardly have any, just depending on where the matchups are. How do you approach that subject with a veteran player when you say, hey, 
outside guy now and improving inside a little bit? How does that happen? I think you start right from the beginning and just kind of you know talk about the versatility. We, we've done it with Randy as well, so it's not like, hey, we're only going to do this with you. We've done it with he. We've done it with DA. We've done it with Randy. We've done it with Micah. So having different guys that you can put into those roles I think is important, and it doesn't have to be every game where they're doing it. But I do like to work on some things during the week, and this may not be up for this game, but let's practice it a few weeks, and when it's game ready, then we can use it. And so sometimes we may have a package that's up, but maybe not up for the game. But we know we're working on it, and eventually, you know, we'll get it game ready to go. But quite often, I don't do a lot. That it's just, you know, let's try it one time on a Thursday, and you know, so shit, here we go, hope for the best. So I try to make sure we have gone through as many of the scenarios and situations as we can. When a guy has his, when a guy has his length and his hand usage, even though you maybe haven't seen it a lot, take him doing it. Do you just say it's it's probably going to work? Yes. Because the same skills that you still apply outside, you just move them inside to play. Hey, you're doing the same exact techniques, the same rushes, just the guy's going to set differently. And um, quite honestly, that's why guards, you know, the wider you can align, there's times when they may set differently. And uh, sometimes it's, they don't adjust and, okay, hey, maybe that's not the week to try to put somebody over this guy. But sometimes it is. So that's why it's not an every week thing. Have you had a defense where you could bring waves of players that you've done, not just D-line, but obviously you shuffle a lot at linebacker and, yep. and your DBs kind of Yeah, this is the most, um, I would say, from the entire thing. I've always felt like from a defensive line standpoint to be at your best, um, having, you know, a multitude of players who can – I know that was a struggle. A large group of players that you can rotate, especially at the end of the half and at the end of the game, that's really when we need to be at our best. And so there's been times in my career like a guy like Jason Taylor was able to play every play. Well, he's a rare person, obviously, but by and large, the more that you can get coming at an aggressive way. And that's why I like having Gallimore back. He's made some impactful plays. And he hasn't had you know more than 30 snaps, but the ones he's had, you feel his energy, you feel his speed to go. And so having this combination of guys um, is good. And I think the more we get time together, um, we just, that's what I said, we got a lot to work on. And we can play cleaner and faster and things that can just be sharper. And so there's no missteps and uh, just be tighter and faster. And that's what I'm hopeful we'll get to, you know, as we get through this week and, and keep moving on. Does it stretch beyond the D-line? With, with It does, yep. And certainly at linebacker, we have a rotation there. And at safety, we do as well. So those are the positions that we maneuver around the most. And so, yeah, it's the biggest group that I've rotated, not counting the D-line. The Giants' longest play came on that fourth and one. What <coughs> happened on that play, or what do you wish happened on that play? Well. I wish we stopped him, I'd say that. But I would say um, it was a good play. You know, We were playing for the quarterback sneak with inches, so we really overloaded the inside. And so for them to you know, kick the ball outside, they made a good block onto JK, pulled the guard out around onto Diggs. And so that's where the explosive play hit. So um, sometimes you can be you know, too bold inside, and they got a good check to go outside. So I really, uh, quite honestly, I tip my hat to them, uh, to, to Kitchens and their staff for coming up with a good design. Later on, in, it wasn't the same series, but another one, they had the sneak called again, and we checked into a different look on it. And so that worked out better. You know, it was a fourth down stop. But both of them, I believe, were fourth down stops, and both of them were inches. So sometimes a little bit of cat and mouse game between the coaches, when you will, when you won't. And, uh, but I do got to give him credit. That was a good play. What can Diggs do when he's got a 300-plus pound offensive lineman? Not cut him anymore, um, which is, uh, you know, it's a good rule. I mean, if we're talking about player safety. So what do you do on that one? You try to foot fake 
you know, somebody to, you know, show a leverage one way and come back. But at the end of the day, you have to keep your leverage. And so we did that on that play. We could also get the inside linebacker out to, to get there quicker. And so, but on that particular play in the old days, you might, hey, you go, you know, try to, you know, set the edge on him by going low and try to smash it up that way. But um, different, different time, different space. So you still have to keep your leverage, but you don't have to, you know, run to it. So he can foot fake to go. And so that's something we can uh, work through. But uh, uh, that's a tough one. You mentioned thinking about before you fall asleep where this defense can go. You've even gone back to Seattle. You kind of oversaw some of these defensive creations, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, where are y'all in finding your identity, and how have you seen that process unfold? That's a good question. Well, I would say um, one identity doesn't happen overnight, and for us to say we're into that space, we're not even at our best yet. So it's hard for us to compare where we would be and all that. I just honestly want to say, how much better can we get this week? And that, to me, is where the goal is, because we can't compare anything until we reach our best. And I don't think we were anywhere near where that is. And we got things to improve on and spaces to go, and that's what we intend on doing. But uh, at the end, the, the identity isn't created overnight, but it is moving in that way. And uh, I love the attitude, the energy, the connection. And when that happens, um, you know, good things that follow. That group was a rare one from even walkthroughs, you know, to like there was not a pass completed. And so the standards, the intensity that they played with, but that'd be hard to compare because we're not even at our best yet. And so I want to make sure uh, those are good discussions for post-seasons and uh, off-seasons. But uh, in the middle of it, man, let's just stay right where we're at and try to improve and, and be the best version of us right now. And I think we got a long way to go and uh, because I think we're getting these people back. And now we're into a groove and working off one another. So uh, I'm pleased with where we are with the ball. I'd be hard-pressed to think. Um, you know, we could do a better job on the ball over the last few games. So that part, I'm, I'm very impressed with the guys. Relative to where the defense is today, what does its best look like? I would say um, overall, I, I like where we're at on the ball. And I want to continue our tackling. I thought in this game, to have three missed tackles, that was a big step in the right direction for us. Uh, it goes to disguise. It goes to finishing on plays. And so just the relentless nature, I hope when you guys see us, say, man, you guys are hauling ass and flying and the hitting. So those are the things I think, you know, when you improvement, it might not seem like this, you know, 50% better. but collectively our communication our speed to go even faster and cleaner that's what improvement looks like to me we had some busts we had a couple of miscues here and there and so that's what i mean by cleaner and if we can do those faster and if we can do those cleaner i think it'll allow us to run and hit better and uh that's more time on task and keep hitting on the same things that's why i was referring to like some of these packages may look like wholesale changes but they're really subtle changes and we got to make sure we nail them every single time how much do you like and, and encourage the the defense versus offense bet on turnovers versus touchdowns? You know what? It's a good competing, you know, offense defense bet. The the best part of our team is the team. And uh, that's the coolest part about being here and being a part of this group. Um, when you see the players interact in offense and defense and teams and uh, so not every team has that. And so when you do, when you do, you know you've got something that you want to work on. And uh, I think it comes really from you know, the leaders on this team that want to fight and battle for one another and, and truly showing that they got one another's back. And that's a powerful feeling when you're a player or you're a coach and you look behind you and you know, there's 60 or 70 people that say, man, I got this person's back. And uh, that's the cool part about our team. 
Marcus is by no means old, um, but he is the longest tenured defensive player. He's been around some successful teams here. When guys get to his stature and, and experience in the league, do you get the sense from him that these games matter a little bit more, that these circumstances, these opportunities that lay out in front of him might mean a little more to a 30-year-old DeMarcus as opposed to a 22-year-old I think that comes with experience for sure for any player. And, uh, you know, when you're – you know, rookie, you're thinking, that's eh, a pretty good deal. You know, like, that's always how it is. And I can remember one of my um, favorite players of all time was Bryant, is Bryant Young. And so he won the championship as a rookie in San Francisco Niners time in 1994, I guess that would have been, and then played, I think, 13 more years without. And so I think the older you get, you have appreciation for when you're on a really good crew because you have that experience to fall back on. And so I think perhaps that's what DeMarcus could be referring to. But um, he's always has a good edge about him, about competing, about toughness, about what it's going to take. And uh, I like that about him. You want to add one more? Uh, yeah, that would be great. Uh, you were mentioning seeing how far y'all can go. Several of your players have said, we're not on championship defense until we win a championship, but we have the potential. But when Trayvon was asked yesterday, is it where this defense ranks in the league, he said he thinks it's the best. Is that something you encourage because of the confidence? Or where's that balance between confidence but waiting to prove it? Well, I would say, one, that's what you'd expect, right? That you know, as somebody's going into it to say, "Hey, we like where we're headed, and we like what we're making progress on." But um, to really, I would agree with them to say, to make your mark, um, it has to be. You talk about these things postseason, not in season, and so there's no championships given out for uh, you know playing well on December wherever we're at. So I think that's why I keep pushing on better, 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 and sometimes better is. You know, small gains, but if you make some, I make some, and we keep pushing together, before you know it, you're making some pretty good strides. And uh, it's a competitive group. I like where we're at. I like the mindset. Um, they want to fight for one another, and that's a big piece of it. So, uh, but I'd say we still, um, until you're at the end, you don't really get to say. That's how I've always viewed it. And you got to take on some really good teams and really good players. So, for us, I think just staying in the moment of this week and this part about getting better. Because if you look too far down the road, um, you'll get your ass knocked off. And I want to make sure we stay right where we're at and focus our time on getting better, even when you're improving. And I say pedal downhill, go harder. And uh, we should expect more from one another because we are getting better. All right, you guys have a good day. Thank you. Thank you.